I'm successful. I'm really successful. But let me tell you something. Nothing, and I mean nothing, was ever handed to me. It was not all absolutely sunshine, kittens, and rainbows. In this episode of Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel, I'm going to share 10 pointers or considerations that have been foundational to my success and I hope can be helpful for you to achieve whatever goal is you're after. The first of these quick hits is about when you're embarking on your career journey or even a new business or service. Know that those whom you'd expect or assume will support you probably will not. Your family, maybe even your spouse or your kids or your parents, depending on which stage of life you're at. Most people run scared. They don't get it. They might not have your vision. They might not have your drive. Know at the end of the day, you have to be able to do whatever it is you need to do to work your plan. Don't be swayed by other people, friends, co-workers, family, whatever. Flush that negative noise. You do not need it. For example, I taught for 12 years and then I decided to call it quits and start a business that no one had ever heard of in my basement of my home in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. As a single mom of three, I was told repeatedly by practically everybody that I'd never make it. I was told I lived in the wrong town. It was a weird business. I'd never make money, quoting here typing up resumes, end quote. I was told that I'd fail if I didn't come go work in Toronto. I would come crawling back to teaching. They were all wrong. I knew it then and I know it now. (laughs) They were wrong to the extent in 21 years, I had 10,000 plus successful clients and a global reputation as a career transition powerhouse. Others watching me succeed when they themselves were too afraid to take a chance and some were downright miserable with what they were doing. It was a pretty good feeling for me knowing that I didn't have to say one word. My success spoke for itself and these people realized it, but whatever, that's okay. I'm going to keep this about me more than others. So the takeaway for you here is to know what you want to do, Go for it. Don't let anybody, and I mean anybody, stand in your way. When you get what you want, do not apologize for it. Number two, I've seen so many people fail in businesses and careers because they couldn't say no when they needed to. It's okay to say no to the kids and family. I mean, sure, yeah, embrace yes whenever possible. It does come down to quality, not necessarily quantity. I would bring my kids when they were younger to my speaking events or career fairs or television interviews. But if I had to meet with a client and they needed to play in the next room, I told them they got it. I never felt guilty about saying no for some purpose or to a person so that I could make money. Number three, I did, and I still do, prefer a neat workspace. Even back when I was a kid or even when I was a teacher and as a writer, to me, a messy desk equals a messy mind. So think about your workspace and structure it optimally for you. And it might not be the same as me. To be honest, you don't owe me or anyone any explanation 
why you work the way you do. Some people like music playing. Other people like essential oil diffusers. My point is to think about whatever it is that makes you work optimally and efficiently and correctly and then execute that. Think about it and purposefully structure your settings so that they work for you. Don't assume that the way someone else has it set up or how your predecessor did it is the best way for you. Own your own workspace. Number four, balance your intellectual self with your physical self. As much as I love strategic thinking and coaching and writing, I make sure I get all my steps each day, usually 15 or maybe even 20,000. I do yoga three times a week, or I walk my pugs, or I do cardio kickboxing. It feels good, and when we feel good, our intellectual self flourishes. So however you make your money, make sure you counterbalance that in your off time with something else that's going to round you out. Number five, I had and I still have a go bag ready. Now, this isn't that typical, you know, go bag you see on television with the FBI shows. This is one that I would keep for professional purposes and or for short notice travel needs. I keep the basics in there at all times, and it's just one less thing I have to worry about. So if I'm scooting out the door, I don't necessarily have to find every single thing that I need. And you might not necessarily need a travel go bag. Maybe you need something else that has tools in it or tech devices or culinary supplies or pet grooming gear, whatever else is related to your career or your service. You don't have to have every single thing you need packed, but those basics you know you can count on you're going to need just make sense, if you can, to keep them in your own go bag. Number six. Avoid the tendency to start something new and try and get ahead if you find yourself with an unexpected extra pocket of time. Instead, make a tea or water your plants or walk over to get the mail or stretch or take your dogs out, clean your cat's litter box, or <laughs> like many Canadians, go out and sweep or shovel some of that snow off your front step, that sort of thing. When we start something new during these extra unexpected little chunks of time, but it's not enough time and it wasn't initially on your schedule, and we think, oh, wow, I can get ahead by doing this and rush, rush, rush. That's how our work gets sloppy. It gets full of errors or important pieces get overlooked or forgotten. Stick with your schedule. Just embrace that extra bit of time to get up and move yourself around or treat yourself to something. Overall, you'll be more productive doing this than all of a sudden spinning and pivoting and doing something that was not originally on your radar. Number seven, related to number six, every day, and I do mean every single day, purposefully be kind to yourself. And that's how I finish my podcast, if you've listened to the previous episodes. For me, this could be doing hatha yoga. I've mentioned yoga earlier here, or again, taking a walk outdoors, or I have a treadmill. I also walk indoors. I also go to a few little favorite local cafes here in the Trenton and Frankfurt areas over here in eastern Ontario. Hey, I like a nice London fog or cappuccino. <laughs> 
So I really enjoy going and spending time doing that. I enjoy watering my plants or weeding a garden. So purposefully find a little segment of time to do something just for you by yourself for yourself. Number eight, do you ever find yourself wondering why this person got selected for special assignments or that person got selected for that course? The answer probably is, quite simply, they asked for it. When you want something, ask for it. Some of the best workplace times have happened when someone stepped up to volunteer to do something that other people were too afraid or too lazy to do. And if no one's asking, let your supervisors or managers or team leaders know that you are interested in a new assignment or a new opportunity or a new short-term project. I've always been an advocate of speaking up and saying what I want and taking a chance. This is easy for me, I'll just add here, because you should probably know I do not allow fear into my life. I figured out when I was a little kid that the only way I was going to get anything I wanted was to figure it out on my own, and that meant being fearless. I will suggest to you to take every opportunity that presents itself to you to do something different, interesting, something that will develop you professionally or help you learn a new skill. This is good for you. It's good for your professional career trajectory and probably just good for your soul. Number nine, be comfortable saying, cite your source. When someone tells you something, you don't always necessarily have to take that at face value. Even when it's a supervisor, if you're told something and you don't feel it's quite right, ask him or her to explain. You don't want to risk hurting yourself or someone else or experiencing some other sort of potential liability. This also goes the opposite way. So when you're telling someone something, back it up. Let them know it's a new policy or some sort of new legal parameter or it's what an incoming manager or director would like to see happen. You're more likely to get cooperation from others when you explain instead of just barking orders, either receiving them or getting them. Number 10 and my final point, and it's and this is about talking a little bit of the darker side of success, So, but it's a positive upswing and there's a point in here for you. Being successful and when you put yourself out there, that means you can become a target. Why? People are jealous. And again, people can be lazy. Personally, over the years, I have had several imposters and people. Once, you know, people knew who I was, what I was doing, they could see me here in a show, this website, this newspaper, this magazine, this speaking event, people, other writers, other career people copying my websites, my presentations, poaching my blogs, my articles. I even had other career professionals. They weren't even sample resumes I had at career fairs, but I would just have stuff sitting out in my booth. I actually had to tell people to don't steal it, bring it back. These were people from <laughs> corporate career firms, outplacement places. Um, that wasn't awkward. <laughs> there were there were uh, times my uh, site got hijacked, a little bit of Chinese porn popped up in there for a couple days till we 
got it back. There were bogus job offers supposedly working with me with a very similar email address. And uh, people actually set up interviews with women in hotel rooms in British Columbia. One woman, she got wise to this and the police were involved and that matter was dealt with. People actually stole a hard copy of my business sign when I lived in Wasaga Beach. Stole that right from my uh, my front yard. People are jealous, and I'm not trying to be negative with all this. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised when it happens. It's all about managing expectations. So if someone's coming after you, it means you're successful. It means they're jealous, insecure, and it usually means you're perceived as a threat to them. So you can't change these type of people. That doesn't mean you have to put up with it. Just don't be caught off guard. Sometimes people are so shocked or so offended they can't plot the next course of action to resolve whatever the issue is they're facing or challenge they have to overcome so expect it, deal with it, and then keep going. You can see that in these 10 examples, sometimes we have to plan or deal with, respond to negative or selfish people, and that's life. Don't be stonewalled when these things crop up. When we triumph over these challenges, and there will be challenges every single day, it does make us stronger and more resilient as we keep moving forward and carving out our own path to success. Like all previous episodes, I do want to thank you for tuning in to Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel. This will be the last podcast for a while. If you would like any sort of coaching, writing insight, or corporate training, or order a PDF copy of my book, Military to Civvy Street, email me directly at audrey.prenzel at gmail.com. Life can be challenging, friends, so please purposefully take good care of yourself.